to the Low Watt Living Podcast, the podcast for anyone who wants to live a more energy-independent lifestyle. If you'd like to support the show, please leave a positive review on iTunes. You can also like our Facebook page. And now, on with the show. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Low Watt Living Podcast. I'm your host, Harlan Meeks, and this week we're going to be discussing DC communities. What do I mean by that? Well, there's AC, which is alternating current, and there is DC, which is direct current. The U.S. power grid system, which is what everyone uses out of their house outlets, is actually AC, alternating current. What we primarily think about in low watt living is DC direct current from batteries, from solar panels, from uh, wind turbines that are produced DC. Wind turbines can also produce AC, but the kind that we're talking about, the smaller wind turbines are normally DC. Now, what I mean when I say DC communities is what I think should be done is have the main AC power grid charging DC communities. That way, if there's a storm or um, even if somebody hacks the power grid system, that power grid system, we only use that to move power across the land. Then when it gets to the DC communities, the AC charges up the DC power backups that the community runs on. So if the power grid goes down, the community still has power. It still has its DC battery backups. It still has its capacitors, if you want to use capacitors. It still has its solar panel systems. It still has its own windmills and that sort of thing. Now, the beauty of having these DC communities is the fact that if the DC community makes more power than it's using, it can put that power back on the grid, which other communities can use to charge up their systems if they don't create enough power to run their community. Now, the U.S. power grid system is very old, and it's becoming more frail every year and more susceptible to hackers and just damage from weather and, you know, just the ins and outs of being used for a 100 years. It's just really wearing on the system. Now, there is a way to use DC to transmit over lines. The reason you don't use lower voltage DC to transmit over lines is because you you lose a lot of the energy at distance with DC compared to AC. Unless you use HVDC, which is high voltage DC, and we're not talking about 12 volts DC like off of your car battery. We're talking about megavolts. And in doing the, the higher voltage, you don't have to have as big of a cable to carry the energy being DC, and it can go a very long distance without degrading. Now, AC can travel long distance easily, but you, you, you lose a lot of, well, not a lot, maybe 10% of the energy um, being transmitted through the lines uh, turning into heat. Because AC is an up and down motion, up and down, up and down, up and down. And a DC is a direct motion of the electrons. And the moving up and down, up and down, up and down of AC actually creates heat. And it wants to escape 
more rapidly than DC does because it hits the edges and edges of the, the I'm going to say conduit, whatever that's called, the, um, the cable. And DC just goes straight through the power cables instead of going up and down. Now, high-voltage DC would be nice if we went back to the beginning of the power grid system and built it from there using high-voltage DC. But right now, you know, we have what we have, and the um, AC power grid is the best that we have right now. So, like I said, what, what I think should be done is the AC power grid powering DC communities. And these are these can be standalone communities. If you set them up properly so that they have solar panels and wind turbines enough to power them even if the AC was not there or at least a large portion of the community power a large portion of the community. This would be amazing. So if, even if the power grid went down completely, you still have these DC communities. And this is, I don't know, I don't know if anybody else thought of this, but this is a brainchild of mine that I've had for about a year or two now about the whole DC communities. And I know at, in the beginning of the power grid, there was a fight between AC and DC and Tesla and uh, Edison and all this other stuff. But in the long term, I think we will eventually go back to DC. And one of the reasons that I think we will eventually go back to DC is because originally AC worked on your normal household household appliances, your blenders, your um, toasters, all this stuff. Now, in the last 50, 60, 60 years or so, things have changed because all the modern electronics and all the modern household appliances have what's called semiconductors. Now, you can buy AC appliances or DC appliances, but the problem with that is semiconductors will only run on DC. So the inefficiency comes in from the fact that you pipe in the alternating current, the AC, into your house, you plug your refrigerator or your whatever into it, your TV, and it's got to take that AC, and before it goes into the semiconductor, it's got to go through a transformer, which transforms it into DC, usually a low-voltage DC. Now, anytime you transform matter or energy, you change its state, which means you've you got to get something out. And something's got to give. And in this case, you get heat. That's why if you fill the back of your television or you fill the block on your computer or you fill your whatever you have running, um, toaster's not good because it's supposed to heat up, but your blender, after your blender's been running for a while, you feel that it gets hot. Now, the reason why is because of the inefficiency. It's transforming that AC into DC and you're losing a percentage of that AC power uh, in the form of heat from transforming from AC to DC. Now, this seems very inefficient to me, especially when we're talking, talking about low-watt living. And that's one of the reasons, and that's actually one of the main reasons that I think we will eventually go back to DC. 
or at least have the DC communities with the AC powering it, which is what I think we should be doing anyway, and which there, there are communities that do that. Any small little like commune or any small community that has that runs off DC power can also be charged by AC. It's it's very simple. That's about as simple as you can get, because you can have uh, DC power uh, grid tied with standalone capabilities, and that's the optimum what you want to do. Most solar panel, large solar panel systems, they're grid tied and that's it. If the grid goes down, they have a safety mechanism that shuts off off the solar so you're not back feeding through the system and killing a lineman down the down working on the line. But if you have a, a solar panel system which is grid tied but standalone capable, what it does is it uses this transfer switch, automatic transfer switch, and when it detects that there's no power coming in from the grid it automatically switches over to your dc backup power system run off your solar or your wind and that's the the key that's that's what uh the dc power systems in the communities will have to have because you you like i said you don't want to kill the lineman down down the street because you'll be convicted of murder and it would be murder if you ever take your generator and power it into your house without having a transfer switch you can and probably will kill someone and you should be convicted of murder then anyway back on a lighter note (laughs) sorry about that but that's i think the most efficient way to go i mean all these things want to be run on dc anyway so why don't we just go straight dc not have to worry about it i mean there, there's so many things that this would alleviate from our worries. Next time the storm comes through, oh no, the power's going to go out. Who cares? You got the DC backup. And if, you, if you're running a low voltage DC, then most average, every average Joe can work on it. If you're running a 12 volt, because what you would do is you'd run it to your house, you'd run a little higher voltage, you'd have a main, probably a substation, which would transform the AC into DC in your community. It would charge the system up, and then that would be the energy would be taken from there to your house, and you'd probably have a transformer or or a power brick or power block, whatever you you would call. It. I don't know which would take it from a high-voltage DC to a lower-voltage DC, which would probably be 12 or 48 volts. Well, I guess 24. Eh, 12 or 24 is what I would suggest. Um, you can get a lot of appliances that run on 12 volts because that's what the RVs use, and that's what a lot of the um, sailboats use is, is the 12-volt the DC, which would be nice. And then you can just run your regular appliances, regular 12-volt appliances. And an average person can work on that and not have to worry about getting electrocuted because the voltage is so low. 12 volts does not want to go through your body. It's too low of voltage to want to go through your body. Even if you hold on to the positive and negative, it does not want to go through your body. Now you bump that voltage up or you really bump that amperage up and it does. It wants to go through your body, but at 12 volts at 10 amps, which is what like a solar panel puts out, it, it won't go through your body. It doesn't want to. You are actually a, a big-time resistor. It does not want to go through you. You are, you are, it doesn't, doesn't want to have anything to do with you. 
And I think that's the way to go. Because then you wouldn't have all these people being electrocuted and everything else. You wouldn't have to worry about that puddle of water. It, it, it had, would have no, no, there's nothing to it. And that's why, it's th- one of the reasons, like I said, the main reason. And then the other one is just the, the simple, if the power grid goes down for some reason. There's so many ways the power grid goes down. And the reason I'm, I'm really on this power grid is because of the storms that's been coming through lately. Especially this year taking out the power, power, taking out this, and think about the people that are home that are on oxygen machines or on, you know, all this other stuff. Man, I mean, because there's some elderly people that live around me, and, you know, they need their air conditioner. They need their little oxygen machines. They need, they need this stuff because if you, if you don't have it and it's 91 degrees out with 90% humidity, oh, you know, it's hard for them to handle that. Heck, it's hard for me to handle that. And I'm not retirement age, at all, even close. But that's what I think. Uh, AC running DC communities. I, the more I think about this, the more it seems to be a no-brainer, and the more I'm all for it. What I might try to do, I might try to find somebody who is an aficionado of large solar panel systems home-based, you know, large ones. It's kind of not what I get into. I get into the DIY, but the larger systems and see what they think about this. Maybe bring them on the podcast and see what they have to say about it. I mean, I'm assuming that they would be all for it because it's more solar panels sold, but I'm going to try to lean them towards, you know, what they, they personally actually think and see what they have to say. Well, that's it for this week. I hope you guys enjoyed this. This is, like I said, something I've been kicking around in my head for a couple years now. And, you know, I think it's probably the wave of the future. I mean, if we don't just just, uh, discontinue the power grid pretty much altogether and just run straight DC from our communities and not worry about the power grid, or if we do a combination of both or whatever i I think it's going to slowly go which it already is slowly going towards dc because that's what everything runs on anyway and you can cut out the middleman you can cut out the transformers you can cut out all this which will make electronics even cheaper and i I just can't really see a downside on it anyway that's it hope you guys enjoyed it uh Hey, let me know on Facebook, Low Out Living Podcast on Facebook, what you thought about the Flashback Friday episode. I'm going to be doing that every Friday. And if you want your name, you know, if you want a shout out, so to speak, um, of your name on Fridays, just go ahead and go to uh, iTunes, go to Low Out Living Podcast on iTunes store and leave a review for me. And I will mention you on the podcast on Fridays and I will also read your review online. Anyway, that's it for this week. And as always, everybody keep low on living.